Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study uh, through the book of Philippians, and I hope that you've been enjoying this study here. We've just started with this, uh, but I've already really enjoyed this study. As the first day, uh, we, we really looked at this idea of praying for one another and being thankful for one another, and that is just always such an important reminder that we need in our life. We need to remember to pray for one another. We need to remember to be thankful for one another. But then is also just incredible to be reminded of the promise that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I'm excited to get into what we're going to be getting into today as well, as we're going to really be getting into verse 9 here. Uh, 9 of chapter 1 of the book of Philippians. But let's go ahead and let's remind ourselves of what Philippians chapter 1 has to say. It says this, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all of the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, to the bishops and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy. For your fellowship of the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. In this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more, in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things which are excellent, and that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ the glory and the praise of God. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, even from envy and strife, and some from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so Christ also will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this will mean the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that you that your rejoicing for me may be more, more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. 
Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified of your adversaries, which to them is proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God, for to you it has been granted on be on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. Well, today we're going to be focusing in here on verse 9 specifically, but I want to read verses 9 through 11 again. And it says this, And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, and that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Now, this is a verse that is incredibly important. In fact, I remember specifically uh, reading about this verse and, and reading what J. Vernon McGee uh, preached on this verse and it having a dramatic impact in my life. And uh, I hope that it has an, a great impact in your life as well. It, it says, In this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in, the no in knowledge and in all discernment. You see, when we stop and we we think about Christianity, often Christianity today is emphasize or emphasizes love. There's no doubt about this. We emphasize love. And of course, it's because God so loved the world. We understand that. We know that God is love. We know uh, that, that we love him because he first loved us. We know that in Jeremiah 31.3 tells us that he drew us with loving kindness. We, we, we see these things, these themes all throughout Scripture. Certainly, love is important, but this is something that's not often taught about love that your love may abound. Well, we teach that, right? That's something that, that it, you hear often. Your, your love needs to abound. You need to be more loving. You need to go and do that. That's true. All the, I mean, a lot of that's true. But, but then it goes and it continues on, and it says that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in discernment. You know, oftentimes we don't associate love with knowledge and discernment. Most of the time, in fact, we really go and associate love with not knowledge and not discernment. Uh, if you've ever seen, you know, a, a, a young man and a young woman who, who you know, they, they have fallen in love. They've got the goo-goo eyes for each other. They've become Twitter-pated. You know, they've got all of those, th those things going on. You don't think of them for making great, tremendous decisions. In fact, I remember one time being with a group of friends uh, in, I, I don't know, maybe we were in early 20s, uh, maybe 19, 20 year, years old, something like that. And, and we were all in a big group of friends, and there was this one couple that had just gotten together. Now, they ended up getting married and, you know, everything like that. But but they were just sitting next to each other, and they were sticking their tongue out at each other and, and you know, going just back and forth. It was the weirdest thing. And pretty soon, everybody in the room stops and we're looking at these people as they're just, you know, they're just being weird. And they never did notice. 
that everybody stopped and looked at them. And then me and another friend, you know, our, our love was abounding here. We started making fun of them. I still don't think to this day they realized that we did this. Uh, and in, in <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have made fun of them, but they were acting weird. They, they had love for one another, but their love certainly did not have knowledge. It certainly did not have discernment. It was dumb, <laughs> right? They were acting dumb. Uh, and, and that's often what we think of when we think of love, maybe not acting that dumb, but but doing dumb things, you know, things that, that, that would be out of character, that would be out of the norm in, in order to just go and to impress that other person or because, you, you know, we're around that other person that we love. You know, that's, that's often what we think of with love. But here we see specific instruction where it says that your love should abound still more and more in knowledge and in all dis discernment. Now, I, uh, like I said, this verse has had a, a major impact in my life, and in, in where this verse really was explained to me was I was reading something from J. Vernon McGee, a, a, an old preacher, and he was going and explaining this where there was a point in time early in his ministry when there was someone who came to his uh to his church and they came forward and uh you know they 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 came forward for the altar call got saved uh, or at least professed Christ and then afterwards you know they said well brother you know you got saved is there there anything else that we could do for you and he goes well actually you know there is this one thing and he went and he went and he asked for money now J. Vernon McGee was going, you know, something didn't set right with this, but yeah, I mean, the man just got saved. He seemed to be full of zeal. We wanted to help him out. He told us how much of a pickle he was in. And so we we went and we 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 gave him the money. He says the about a week later or two weeks later, on the front page of the paper, he goes and he sees this man's face. And it was with this church scam that was going on. He had been traveling around to all the different churches in town, and he had been going and asking for money, going and forward, getting saved, quote unquote, and, you know, asking for money then and, and getting money from this. He was scamming the churches. And J. Vernon McGee was going and, and he was, was telling this story and he said, said, then I remembered this verse in Philippians 1.9, and I pray that your love may abound still more and more in, an, in knowledge and all discernment. And he said, that's when I realized that it's not right to always just give people what they want, even if we have a heart for Christ for them, even if we're loving them, our love has to abound in knowledge and in all discernment. It has to be a love that is filled with wisdom, essentially, is what he was saying. It can't just be a love that goes and, and goes against all reason. It can't go against knowledge. It can't have no discernment because then it becomes dangerous because ultimately in giving money to this man who is going and scamming these churches, they were neither doing what was right, what was excellent, nor were they helping this man out in any way because ultimately what they were doing was they were feeding this man's sin. That's what they were doing. And I can tell you from being a pastor, I've gotten a, a lot of phone calls in my life of people who, who were, were asking for money. 
you, you know, hey, my 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 lights are about to be shut off. Can you please just go and, and, and help us out? You know, we just don't even have money for food. And I can tell you, it is amazing the amount of people who will not accept when you tell them, well, okay, let me let me have the information so that I can pay your light bill. Okay, you're hungry. Well, well, let me go and go to the grocery store with you and buy you groceries. Why? Because they wanted the cash. They said, no, no, man, I just need the cash. Come on, I, I just need the cash. I really need help. I've had people scream and yell at me on the phone. Even though I'm sitting here saying, you said you were hungry. I will get you food. You said your lights were going to be turned off. I will pay to have your lights get turned back on. Why? Why are they yelling at me? Because they didn't want real love. They wanted their lust fed. And whether, you know, I don't know, sometimes it might have been that they liked alcohol. Sometimes it might be that they that they liked drugs. Sometimes it might be uh, that, they, you know, who knows what they're doing with this money or intend to do with this money. Maybe they were just trying to scam a church. But I can tell you that it wouldn't have helped them to just go and say, here's the cold, hard cash. Here you go. Go on your way. They were wanting to do something nefarious with it. And it was because of remembering this verse that I thought through, well, how can I love them but still maintain knowledge and discernment? How can my love abound in knowledge and discernment? But this doesn't just apply to people going and asking for things, although it certainly does. This should also apply, parents, to you parenting your children. You know, sometimes it's not easy and it's not fun and it's definitely not what your child wants, but you have to discipline your child. Why? Because you want to love them properly and you want your love to abound in knowledge and discernment. Sometimes you have to do the difficult things, things that people don't want to hear, sometimes that people don't want to receive, in order to love them properly. Let your love abound in knowledge and in all discernment. Why? Well, explains it here in the following verses. It says that you may approve the things that are excellent. You know, it's not excellent to give an addict money that they can go and feed their addiction with. That is not excellent. It's not excellent to give a rebellious child their way. That is not excellent because then they become more rebellious. It's not excellent to give a lazy man an excuse. That's not excellent. But if your love abounds in knowledge and discernment, you will still be there to help the person, but you will give them the help that they actually need, and then you're approving what is excellent. And then you are still sincere and without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. Now, who are you not offending? Because you might offend them. I can tell you I've offended a lot of people by simply telling them, no, I'm not going to give you cash. I will go to the store and buy what you need, what you're asking for. I will go and pay your bill. I've offended a lot of people in doing that. Where is the without offense till the day of Jesus Christ? It's a without offense towards God 
And it should be a without offense towards those other people, but the offense is on them and it's their problem and it's their fault because they're choosing to be offended because they're wanting to do wrong things. And then it says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by, Christ, by Jesus Christ, the glory and praise of God. You know, when your love abounds in knowledge and in discernment, what ends up happening is that you have the fruit of righteousness that comes from this. That's one way to find out if your love is just abounding, but it's not abounding in the right way. It might be abounding in stupidity. But if your love is truly abounding in knowledge and discernment, you are going to have fruits of righteousness in your life. You're going to be approving excellent things. And you can say, I sincerely love this person. I sincerely love this person, and I'm not offending God. Now, they might be offended because you didn't give them what they wanted but you're giving them ultimately what they needed. And that is exactly what God has given as an example for us when he gave us Jesus Christ. You know, he might not give us what we want. We can't be saved on our terms. We have to be saved on his terms. We can't live our life righteously on our terms. We have to live our life righteously on his terms. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be dismayed, nor do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that.